Okay, we're back for episode 50 of Good Fortune. Can you believe I've recorded this 50 weeks in a row? I certainly can't, but (laughs) thanks for being along for the ride. If you're new here, it's me, Jamie Wright. Um, If you're enjoying the pod, as always, please leave a rating, leave a review, share with a friend, send me a DM, you know, let me know what you think. Uh, I have some ideas for some new routes and paths and little labyrinths this pod might go on in the future, uh, but as we sit in kind of this voidy Pisces season, <laughs> I'm not going to make any announcements or official uh, de- declarations about that now, but more things to come is the point of what I'm saying, but for now, we're going to be doing another weekly forecast This one is for the week of February 26th through March 3rd. Um, And as a reminder, as always, all times are in Eastern time. So please adjust for your time zone. Uh, And this week, this week that's coming up, you know, we start the week in the midst of, you know, what I'm thinking of as like the big void, which essentially began on the 22nd and is going to go through um, the evening of the 28th with little pockets of structure and illumination in between. But for the most part, the moon is pretty much void constantly. And um, I really feel like this time that we're sitting through right now is um, it's a really in-between kind of space. It's a really, you know, imaginative, creative kind of space. It's like not time to be um, hustling, <laughs> grinding, trying to get stuff done. Um, but I do think there are some important kind of, uh, buttons or like lessons or things coming up. And I know I hinted at that a bit last week and we're finally getting into that this week on the 28th. Um, but to sort of take us (laughs) on the days leading up to that. So on Monday, the 26th. We're beginning this week in the midst of a Hellenistic void moon. And the Hellenistic void moon is when the moon does not make an aspect to a traditional planet for over 30 degrees. Um, So which 30 degrees is the length of a sign in the zodiac. So even though the moon is going to be changing signs throughout this, and usually a change of sign is what ends the void... In this case, because the moon is going to change signs and then still have like oh, like many degrees to get to the next planet it's connecting with, there's a sense of like, okay, we've, it's a, you know, we changed our outfit, but we're still just kind of chilling and sitting in the void. Um, and this void began, hold on, yeah, on Saturday the 24th right after that full moon in Virgo at around 5.30 p.m. 
and it is continuing um, until Tuesday morning, the 27th. So Monday, the 26th, we're in the void <laughs> to start off the day. Um, overnight, Sunday into Monday at 2.35 a.m., we have the moon opposite Neptune. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, I talked a bit about this in last week's forecast, but Sunday is a very spacey, slow day, especially by the end of the day, it gets even spacier, even slower, and we're coming off this full moon. I think this is going to feel like a very exhausting full moon, like there's going to be ideas, there's going to be information, but it's just, there's not going to be a lot of progress or productivity. Um, and overnight with this moon opposite Neptune, it's just like adding to that, like just like get a good night's sleep, maybe even plan to sleep in a little bit on Monday if you can. Like Monday is not the day to be like, this is my week <laughs> that I'm going to be productive and get up early and do a workout or like try to like start a morning routine. Like, no, not this week. Maybe next week, though. Also, not really next week either. That's another story. Um, but at 9.29 a.m. on Monday, the moon enters Libra. And so we're still kind of sitting in this void because the moon is not going to make an aspect to another traditional planet until Tuesday morning. But when the moon enters Libra, there is, as I said, there's going to be a change in outfit, a change in color. Um, think of it kind of like... Um, my work from home friends will probably relate to this slash like it's just like in general even like on a weekend lounging like I feel like this this moon sign change especially into Libra is like when you're like okay I've been working from home in the pajamas that I wore to sleep not just last night but the day before but now I'm gonna change into like a look and just go right back to the couch and keep working or go right back to my desk and keep working. But I'm going to like maybe put on a new outfit and brush my hair and put on some perfume. Just like feel, feel like I have some sort of style or class. And like, even if there's no one around or no one's going to see me, that's what this moon entering Libra amidst the void on Monday morning feels like. Um, at 11.46 a.m., the moon is going to trine Pluto. Um, so there might be, I will say like, uh, maybe a little curiosity to explore a rabbit hole to go down an obsession to go after. Um, there's some sort of intellectual stimulation happening with that. And then there are no other aspects that go exact for the rest of the day, but something that's going on on Monday is that Mars will be squaring Jupiter um, this is Mars and Aquarius squaring Jupiter and Taurus. And that aspect will go exact at 3.29 a.m. on Tuesday the 27th. Um, but Mars squared Jupiter, you know, that is an aspect that actually is quite, I think of as like athletic. It's um, very energized, um, which is interesting in the context of us, of like the moon being in this voidy place. Um, and also me talking about like Monday is not the day to like get up and start the new workout routine. Like with this Mars square Jupiter, there is almost like a, there's, 
there's something going on in the background that is very um, progressive. There's some sort of movement going on in the background. Now, Mars and Jupiter are both in fixed signs right now. Mars is in Aquarius and Jupiter is in Taurus. And fixed signs aren't exactly like... Uh, there's not a lot of flex, real flexibility, um, but, and there's not, like, the movement that's happening is very precise kind of movement, um, but there is, I will say, something that is getting stretched throughout the day on Monday and into Tuesday, and usually when I see Mars square Jupiter or any kind of Mars Jupiter aspect, I'm like, okay, there's going to be something kind of like forceful or powerful on this day. But because we're in such a sleepy space, I don't think that force or power will be so obvious, but there is something being stretched, whether that's your mind, whether that's your attitude, whether that's your heart, like there is some kind of opening happening um, and I do think with Mars square Jupiter, there is, um, a possibility of like overexerting oneself, which is again, why I'm like, as much as part of you might be like, this is the Monday that I'm going to get my life together and start a new workout routine. Like this Mars square Jupiter might have that result in like, you pull a muscle or you just like overdo it. Um, so just like be mindful of that and like. Maybe think of things that can be more metaphorically stretched than actually stretched. Um, Tuesday morning, the 27th, then, is when we have a little window of non-voidiness. And this is a great window to like really try to get stuff done early in the week. So at 7.51 a.m., we have the moon trine Mars. And then after the moon trines Mars, the moon is going to be forming a trine to Venus, which goes exact at 1.21 p.m. So the window between about 8 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. on Tuesday is like the most, <laughs> for these first few days of the week, is like the most productive energy that we have. So I would definitely like put aside like the tasks, the to-do list, the things you need to get through for that morning. Um, the moon trine Mars first thing at 751. That feels very like, okay, let's get to it. This would be a better day to like start the new workout regimen, if you will. Um, and then with the moon trining Venus, especially with the moon being in Libra, that is like a really sweet, protective, comforting energy. So that um, should be a really nice feeling before the moon then goes void for another 32 hours and 48 minutes. So until the evening on Wednesday. And while that moon is in the void on Tuesday evening, at 5.53 p.m., she conjoins the south node. And at 8.15 p.m., she opposes Chiron. And so these moon south node conjunctions in Libra... You know, the Libra South Node is all about like letting go these patterns of showing up more in relationships and like not showing up for ourselves or showing or giving so much to people who aren't giving back to us. You know, there's some people pleasing there. There's maybe some codependency there. There's this feeling I think of also with the South Node in Libra of dropping the act like... <laughs> 
Um, or like dropping the axe that no longer fit, like no longer, like, dr- like uh, the South Node in Libra is about like dressing for the job you want, but actually knowing what job you want versus like dressing for the job you want because you just so badly want to like, please like your parents or your friend or your boyfriend or society. Um, and so there is something about this Tuesday evening that is very, you know, this is with Chiron being involved as well. You know, we're in sort of this uh, intense, more emotional kind of period. Like there, the the vibes are a little gnarly on Tuesday evening. I'm not going to lie. Like um, this is like a comfort food hangout stay in night or like plan to have like a conversation with like a really close friend, have a therapy appointment. Like this is just that kind of release day. Um, then we go into Wednesday the 28th and Wednesday the 28th is a really interesting day. There is an extremely rare aspect or two aspects, really three aspects <laughs> happening on this day. Um, which is that Mercury and Saturn are both going to conjoin the sun. And then Mercury and Saturn within that are also going to conjoin each other. So we basically have Mercury, the sun, and Saturn all forming a conjunction at nine degrees of Pisces. And, you know, the planets all conjoin the sun within their own cycle, either within every year or every two years with Mars. And, um, you know, these cycles are thought of as like a reset for that planet. That planet is being purified. Mercury goes into the sun several times a year, um, which I think really speaks to how like we're all, you can always change your mind. You can always rework your thought process. Saturn only meets the sun once a year. And this will be the first time Saturn is meeting the sun in Pisces, Um, But the fact that Mercury and Saturn are both meeting the sun on the same day and actually within about 12 hours of each other, a little more than 12 hours, is extremely rare. It's very, it's just not very often that we have two, what's called Kazemis, going into the heart of the sun on the same day. Um, The astrologer Joe O'Neill did a little research I saw. She was posting about it. And, like, she found that the last time there were two Kazemis of traditional inner planets on the same day, like, the last time it happened was, like, in 2011. Um, So it really is quite rare. Um, There actually was one of these. um, I know from, like, my own work with, like, the charts of my peers and the way it shows up in my own chart that there was also one of these uh, triple conjunctions in 1989 on April 4th, 1989, both Mercury and Venus met the sun at the same time. Um, and I didn't look into it too much, but I don't know if there were many instances of this between 1989 and 2011, like maybe one. Um, so yes, this is very, very rare. And, you know, what this means is like, there's like a lot being kind of like reset at the same time. And what's being reset is both Mercury, our mind and Saturn, our sense of 
structure and order and responsibility and what we're sort of, you know, I these all coming together in Pisces, which is the sign where none of the planets have an amazing dignity in, like not the sun, not Mercury, not Saturn. Um, Saturn actually has the most dignity because of um, uh, some other like bound in triplicity and um, not triplicity, uh, face rulership. Um, so Saturn is actually, I think, the most powerful one in this group, which I think is putting a bit of like a melancholy feeling on this day overall, but there is the sense of being reset, renewed, renewed in purpose, renewed in thought, renewed in sort of like, what is the goal? But it's also in regards to this first decan of Pisces, which is this area where Saturn has been since March of 2023 for about a year now. And this place that's really associated with this idea of abandoned success, this idea of walking away from one previous idea of how to be successful and choosing a different path or walking away from it and in some ways maybe even walking into the abyss, but knowing that what you thought was success, what you thought was the answer is actually like not what needs to happen. And having this happen at nine degrees of Pisces just before Saturn is now going to move into the next decan of Pisces, Pisces 2, which is actually this place of happiness and contentment and fulfillment. And we'll talk more about that next week. Um, I don't necessarily think that this means everything will suddenly be happy and content and fulfilled, but what we're structuring, ordering, trying to get our shit together about is less about, you know, choosing the road less traveled and going to be more about, you know, choosing happiness, which isn't always happy, which isn't always a happy task or an easy task. (laughs) Um, but This triple conjunction is definitely putting a button on the journey we've been on as far as this Pisces part of our chart for the last year. And just to go through each rising sign. So for Pisces risings, this is in your first house. This is about yourself, your identity, your image, um, your literal body, um, in some ways your mind, your style um, for... Aries risings, this is in your 12th house, you know, the part of the chart that's about your mental health, that's about the unconscious, that's about isolation, that's about solitude, that's about finding meditation, um, and also about letting things go and reflecting. Um, For Taurus risings, this has been in your 11th house of your friends and your groups and your allies and your communities. For Gemini Risings, this has been in your 10th house of career, public image, leadership, putting yourself out there, your legacy. For Cancer Risings, this has been in your 9th house of travel and higher learning and expertise, um, of teaching, of the great work, of publishing. Um, for Leo Risings, this has been in your eighth house of shared resources and other people's money and debts and taxes. 
for Virgo risings, this has been in your seventh house of relationships and partnerships and contracts and agreements. For Libra risings, this has been in your sixth house of work and labor and maintenance and taking care of your body, um, of health, of illness, um, of you know fitness. Uh, for Scorpio risings, this has been in your fifth house of love and pleasure and romance and creativity and children. For Sagittarius risings, this has been in your fourth house of home and family and ancestry and also just your private inner world. For Capricorn risings, this has been in your third house of your neighborhood, your immediate environment, your communications, uh, your short distance travels, um, everything that makes up your little corner of the world. And for Aquarius Risings, this has been in your second house of income and values and resources and finances and just what's in your bank account. Also your self-worth and your self-esteem. So thinking about what topics are being highlighted for your rising sign, it might be a good activity to reflect this week on how that part of your life you know, has, has shifted, has changed, like what you've had to recalibrate and adjust in the past year and sort of where are you at with it now and where would you like to be this time next year? And I think this triple Kazemi that's happening on Wednesday or this triple conjunction and double Kazemi (laughs) that's happening on Wednesday is, is a really good moment to like sit with that and write it down and maybe write it on the walls, if you will. Um, But really, this whole day is being um, taken up by that Kazemi. Overnight on Wednesday the 28th, we have the Mercury Kazemi in Pisces at 3.42 a.m. At 10.07 a.m., we have Mercury conjunct Saturn. And at 4.25 p.m., we have the Sun conjunct Saturn or the Saturn Kazemi. And what else is happening this day is that the moon is basically void for the whole day, but is also entering her disseminating phase. So we're leaving behind the true full moon phase and moving into the disseminating disseminating phase or the waning gibbous phase, which I refer to as the like going to the lobby after the show phase. Um, And the moon will enter Scorpio at 10.09 p.m. So something else about this day as well is that for the first part of the day, the moon is going to be void in Libra. though. But Libra and Pisces actually have make no traditional aspects to each other, but they are kind of secretly, I call it secretly conjunct and secretly very similar signs. Um, I think they both put in many ways, other people and the collective first uh, before themselves for very different reasons. Um, And I think something else about what's happening on Wednesday is, again, this process of like shedding relationships, shedding connections, shedding groups that have like consumed us and taken over our life and like being able to release that. 
Um, but at 10.09 p.m. when the moon enters Scorpio, we're also, again, getting into one of these really watery days. Um, we still have Venus and Mars and Aquarius, but this really watery energy is coming back, which we had right at the beginning of Pisces season, like on the 18th, 19th. And again, but the moon in Scorpio is very different from the moon in Cancer. <laughs> the moon in Cancer is like eating good, relaxing. The moon in Scorpio is like, let's have a really deep, intense conversation. And so we're then going into Thursday the 29th with this moon in Scorpio with uh, the sun and Mercury and Saturn all in Pisces. Um and yeah, that evening of Wednesday into Thursday, the first aspect the moon is going to make after she enters Scorpio is a square to Pluto. So there's a lot of intensity. I do think like Wednesday, again, I don't think it's going to be a very productive day. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a very productive evening, but it might be a good time to have like a heart to heart conversation with a friend and things just might get a little intense with that moon squaring Pluto. Um, Thursday, the 29th overnight into the morning, 4.53 AM, we have Mercury sextile Jupiter, which Mercury is still going to be under the beams of the sun. So we're not articulating things amazingly, but Mercury sextile Jupiter is like, there are good ideas coming in. There's sort of an enthusiasm about communicating something, um, this is definitely a kind of like put it in a poem, write it down, send it in a cute little email kind of transit. Um, and then basically the whole day, the moon is going to be forming a trine to Saturn, which goes exact at 5.51 PM. And so even though I think emotions are going to be high, feelings are going to be high, there's going to be this kind of watery vibe all day on Thursday. I do think there's good energy to like actually kind of get some work done, especially since, the first half of the week was very just like, it was a little like, there was not a lot of hope to get stuff done. But Thursday the 29th, I think some stuff can get done. 7.52 p.m. The moon is going to try in the sun. And then 8.39 p.m. The moon is going to oppose Jupiter. And this, even though the moon is in Scorpio, I do think Moon opposite Jupiter is going to make Thursday evening feel like the most celebratory day that we've had in a while. And definitely this week, um, I think, yeah, if especially if like you have a celebration to go to, you have a party to go to, the vibes are going to be high. If you don't have a reason to celebrate, I would maybe like <laughs> make one up. Um, for me, it'll probably just be very excitedly watching the new episode of the traitors, but, <laughs> um, yeah, cause moon opposite Jupiter, I think can be really exciting, but if there's an absence of fun an absence of celebration an absence of something to be optimistic about, it, it can also be an aspect that kind of puts you in your feels, um, but overall, I think really good vibes on Thursday night could be a cute date night. It's probably the best date night, like, of the week. <laughs> Sunday actually might be, is pretty good too, but like, it, it's not an amazing date night. I wouldn't go on a first date on that night, but 
you know, we all, we got, we do what we got to do. Um, <laughs> the moon is then going to trine Mercury on Thursday evening and then overnight Thursday, Thursday to Friday at 12.07 AM, the moon is going to square Mars. So there's a little bit of heat, a little bit of passion, a little bit of excitement to end the night on Thursday. Then 7.14 AM on Friday, we start the day with the sun sextile Jupiter and this is the sun in Pisces, who is ruled by Jupiter. Whenever the sun and Jupiter connect, I do think of it as like a little bit of a dick swinging contest. Like they're the two big guys. I almost think of, <laughs> I've been thinking of Jupiter and Taurus a lot, even though Jupiter and Taurus is not red, but I've been thinking of it as like the Hawaiian punch guy. And there's something about the sun Jupiter sextile of like the Hawaiian punch guys face, say, facing off with, with like Zeus, I don't, not Zeus, Jupiter or Zeus. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but it's like two big guys, two gods, but Jupiter and Taurus is kind of a silly God. Again, it's the Hawaiian punch guy, but there's this sense of like, I think of like the Hawaiian punch, like splashing out when we have these sun Jup Jupiter aspects, but Starting the day on Friday with the sun sextile Jupiter is very like, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> everything's going to be okay energy. And this is sort of echoed by 8.08 a.m. on Friday. The moon is going to square Venus. So we're starting this the day on Friday in this very sort of protected energy. Um, then at 9.57 a.m., Venus is going to sextile Chiron. So we're bringing up this Venusian, this relationship healing journey um, that we've been on for quite some time, you know, or that we've been on for a lifetime. <laughs> we're reaching another checkpoint in there. Um, the last Venus Chiron aspect was back in like mid-January, and that was a square. So that was maybe a kind of a harsher tone. Um, of this relationship healing journey, but this sextile again, this Friday is like nice sextile day, which sextile is the Venusian aspect. There is a sense of like comfort with a sextile. Um, it's like, yeah, like two friends kind of holding hands, walking down the street. I always think of a sextile and the Venus sextile Chiron, you know, we're coming up. This is the final aspect before we have another Venus Chiron conjunction that'll happen in a probably, I think, four to six weeks, probably more like six weeks from now, um, where we sort of get to start the healing journey over. But um, this aspect definitely feels like something, a chapter that started back in March of 2023 around healing relationships is coming to its final last little button before you close it down in the next couple weeks. So if there are any sort of loose ends um, with people, this might be a good time to sort of close those up, tie those up, like reach out to someone do your own internal processes of forgiveness, all of that. Um, then at 12.53 p.m., the moon is going to oppose Uranus. The moon is also, again, pretty much void at this point. The moon is really not... <laughs> the moon is not mooning this week. Um, but the moon opposite Uranus on the afternoon on Friday might be like a fun little surprise, fun little opportunity, 
um, a last minute plan that's made for Friday night. But after the moon opposes Uranus, the moon's next aspect is a trine to Neptune that's going to go exact overnight, Friday into Saturday, um, which is a good kind of fun, spacey, sensual, creative vibe. Um, I think Friday night will be a very vibey night, a very fun night, a night where like, uh, you know, you might imbibe too much. <laughs> it definitely feels a little bit like after this week I just had, of I'm exhausted from doing nothing all week and now I need to let loose. Um, I don't think it's a great night to like meet someone for the first time or like go on like that kind of date, but it's, it's a nice night to like chill with a friend, do something fun, see a movie, see a show. Um, Saturday the 2nd, so the moon shines Neptune overnight, and then at 8.56 a.m., the moon is going to enter Sagittarius. Um, and then the moon makes a quick little sextile to Pluto at 11.20 a.m., and then spends the rest of the day on Saturday the 2nd forming a square to Saturn. Um, and this, to me, feels like um, spending Saturday, like... <laughs> like cleaning the house, doing work, like Saturday is Saturn's day. And with the moon squaring Saturn all day, it just feels like, okay, I'm going to devote myself <laughs> to daddy Saturn all day today. I'm going to catch up on work. I'm going to like pay some bills, clean my closets. Like it just feels like a, a sort of devote yourself to a task kind of day. It is not a cute, fun day. Um, that moon square Saturn is going to go exact overnight at 4.11 a.m. on Sunday the 3rd. Um, but an interesting thing about the weekend is that on Sunday the 3rd at 8.17 a.m. we have Venus square Uranus. And Venus Uranus aspects always bring, you know, some kind of funky love connection, sex connection, creative connection, something unexpected <laughs> into our life. Um, and so there maybe is a little curveball coming your way as far as a relationship, as far as like, yeah, flirtation that might be happening on Saturday, but also then again on Sunday. Um, it's a definitely a little bit of a creative download energy happening on Sunday um, at 10.23 a.m. right after that Venus square Uranus, we're going to enter the last quarter moon phase. Um, and the last quarter moon phase is when we really kind of like pivot and make a choice. And it's interesting because the full moon phase this time basically put us into this voidy, like, like other, other world. And I think this last quarter moon phase is sort of snapping out of the daydream, snapping out of the haze that we've been in and maybe seeing, you know, what was being stretched, what was being decided, what like new path, what new path we're really on is going to become clear around Sunday the 3rd. Um, and that Venus square Uranus, I think, is also making us excited about the creative possibilities of it. Um at 1.11 p.m., the moon is going to sextile Mars. And at 6.39 p.m., the moon is going to square Mercury. Um, and at 11 p.m., the moon is going to sextile Venus. So Sunday evening, the 3rd, 
Um, especially, yeah, once you get after, after the moon scores Mercury at 6.39 PM, the moon's then spending the rest of the night forming a sextile to Venus. That's really fun, comforting energy, especially with the moon in Sag and Venus in Aquarius. Like, um, I think this is a really good hang night, a cute date night. Like, uh, I really like the energy of this evening on Sunday the 3rd, um, after the moon sextiles Venus, the moon is then going to go pretty much void to start off the next week. Um, but we'll get to that next week. Um, and yeah, but yeah, Sunday the 3rd, I feel like is when things finally kind of click into place. It starts on Saturday. Like the weekend definitely provides an opportunity to like, to like actually get stuff done, actually figure stuff out. And actually have a good time, especially on Sunday evening. Um, I think a lot of the rest of this week might feel very melancholy in points, very frustrated in points, very listless, restless, tired in points. But by the weekend, the vibes will be up. (laughs) The vibes will be higher. So just hang on until then. Um, To go over the aspects of the week... On Tuesday, the 27th, we have Mars square Jupiter. On Wednesday, the 28th, we have the Mercury Kazemian Pisces, the Saturn Kazemian Pisces, and Mercury conjunct Saturn. On Thursday, the 29th, we have Mercury sextile Jupiter. On Friday, the 1st, we have Sun sextile Jupiter and Venus sextile Chiron. And on Sunday, the 3rd, we have Venus square Uranus. Um... Take care of yourselves this week and I'll talk to you next time.